Hi, everyone. I have a brief PSA before you listen to this episode. The audio of this episode was not saved properly, so if the episode sounds a little bit weird, that is why. I hope you're able to enjoy it anyway. I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole what story. Did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I, just Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. I need more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman, Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift and Matt Haley, Chris Evans and Abba Baptista, Grey's Anatomy, Intel, and Behind the Scenes, and so much more. We're discussing all of this with Ryan Bailey. Let's get started. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all of their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl. (laughs) I know. It starts with a capital D. That's DoorDash. (laughs) Did you know you can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. (laughs) I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working. Continue in the newsroom. Mm -hmm. Never have to leave the newsroom. Basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want. Exactly. Which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the (laughs) truth. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail. And more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 
I don't know why I'm laughing already. <laughs> ah, another episode of the podcast. Um, today's guest is one of my all-time favorite people on social media. Um, he is the host of the Daily iHeart Radio podcast. So bad, it's good. Why did I think it was so bad, it's so good? Is it so bad, it's so good? No, it's so bad, it's good. I, it, oh, I always think I, it's so bad, it's so good. I mean, it, that would actually, I that might actually even be catchier. I I always debate about changing the name because so bad, like starting something with so bad almost it like says like, and I love these things that I talk about so much, and I hate using the word bad in a title. Yeah, so bad it's so good. I just renamed it. I'm um, Ryan Bailey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Bailey, hi, welcome. You always give me like the best intro. I was just telling you. You, want, like, you want me to my... do one for you right now? No, no, we don't need to. <laughs> If you guys want to hear Ryan, like literally say the nicest things about me anyone has ever said in my life, um, listen to one of my episodes with him on his podcast because he gives me the most heartfelt and warm introduction. And this one did not do you justice. I don't know. I'm just having like a brain fried. Are you, oh wait, are you saying you're heartless? Is that what you're, you're Well, yeah, that, that too. We can, we can go with that. Also, every time I'm on your podcast, I'm like drunk. Do, well, wait, Demont, last time you were on, it was a Friday night for, or Friday afternoon. It was a Friday night for you. And I actually usually don't drink during any kind of show. And I had a martini and I was so tired from doing Vanderpump Rules recaps the night before. I was so tipsy by the end of the show and you can tell like it literally is like two friends talking at a certain point you were like we're not really even talking about gossip anymore i'm like yeah yeah it's all good it's all good yeah i was like are your listeners even gonna want to hear like it. us just bullshit to each <laughs> yes. other um so i just want to say this is probably like the first time i've spoken to you in a long time where i haven't had a drink or like a little herbal refreshment. Like it's two o'clock in the afternoon in New York City. It's it's what time is it? 11? Uh, 11, 11 a.m. over here. Yeah, 11 a.m. over here. We're totally sober. So let's see how this goes. Hopefully. Oh, no. hopefully. Wait, wait, if they, hey, 20 minutes in, if this doesn't go well, I'm going to get let, go just grab a <laughs> bottle of vodka or something real quick. Oh my God, imagine. Um, okay. I mean, I have to tell you and anyone who's listening, like I love doing podcasts um, like after 7 p.m. my time because I feel like it is acceptable to have a drink and relax a little bit. So whenever somebody schedules a podcast, you know, at that hour, I get so excited because I'm like, oh, I could loosen up a little bit. I could have a drink. Um, I don't drink during the day, guys. So yet. I don't want people to think yet. that. Um, did you just say yet? Yet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, after three years of running this account, if I'm not drinking during the day at this point, I feel like I'm like, good. Oh, I can't imagine how you, I mean, like I always say this, but I can't imagine how you do it. And especially when something explodes, like I, I would have loved to have seen your DMs on like this weekend of the like, Taylor Swift stuff. Like it just, I, I just imagine that there's never calm in your world. Like you went from the Met Gala to Taylor to like, there, there's just got to be never a, a, a calm moment for you anymore. Well, the thing with Taylor this weekend, and we're going to um, talk a little bit about Taylor in a bit. I had already announced that her and Maddie were dating. So I felt like my job was done. <laughs> so I like, I can relax a little bit, like whatever happened at the concert or whatever fans were observing or, you know, you know, they love to um, go down the rabbit hole of like 
analyzing everything she's doing and saying at her concerts. And then he was in the audience, so they were analyzing that. Like, I didn't really touch that because I felt like my job was done. I already had, you know, let everyone know that they were dating as soon as I was able to. And I was able to relax. But I will say, I've said this before, the weekend that Taylor and Joe broke up, I like had to drop everything I was doing. I was up until like three o'clock in the morning. Um, that one was tough. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I, I I just feel like all this is potentially tough. And I, I, I can't believe you stepped away after you had done the, the Maddie Healy thing because even me, I was like, oh my God, there's so much more to uncover. And then the book and then the Speak Now and then not, which you talked about the book as well. But I just, it, it's one of those things that there's just too much information in Taylorverse all the time. Yeah, there is. And people enjoy it. So I'm happy to share it. I mean, well, let's get into Taylor in one second. I want to just quickly talk about um, Housewives, Kim Zolziak and her husband, Troy. Oh, my God. Troy. 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 <laughs> Come on. That's the Troy name. just announced that they were getting a divorce. Um, in case you guys missed it, someone sent me a blind item in December of 2022. I'll read it in case you guys missed it. It said this former housewife favorite and then in parentheses they wrote or favorite to hate I don't know is in an open (laughs) is is in an open marriage I was hooking up with her husband for a few months on and off so this was sent in December um the pseudonym the person used was wiggy wig so I mean that's pretty (laughs) that's neat (laughs) that's pretty obvious um who it's about I didn't really think anything about it but something you know, about the way it was written, you know, it, it sort of spoke to me. It was it was anonymously submitted. I have no idea who sent it in. It could have been total BS, but something inside me, my intuition said, post this. Like, this could be true. And then cut to four months later, they're announcing a divorce. I was shocked. Were you shocked? Um, yeah, I was shocked, actually, because, I mean, just uh, they're... They weird, I mean, not weirdly, but it always does seem like they are very close with each other, you know, like the Bravo, the Bravo show spinoff aside, which, you know, unfortunately got canceled, you know, the family seems so integrated, Uh, you know, they have kids of their own. I mean, this is 13 years of a relationship and Croy, it just seemed like, I mean, it seemed like she wore the pants a lot of that, a lot of the time in that family. And I, I I really was surprised about that. I, I, but it was interesting coming on the heels of the IRS, uh, you know, them owing over $1 million to the IRS. So it was like a one-two punch. You know, you got the IRS thing that came out this weekend and then automatically the divorce thing. So on the heels of that, it even made it a little more weird and suspicious to me. Now explain to me why there are rumors circulating that this announcement would have anything to do with helping their IRS situation. I don't really understand taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the IRS. What's up, guys? Um, no, you know, listen, Kim and Croy, there's been rumors about their financial situation for years. Uh, you know, supposedly their house was going to get foreclosed on and people had proof of that. And then all of a sudden the house got saved. But uh, they do owe money, for, I believe, from the tax years of 2000. 14 to 2017 or somewhere in that range of $1 million. So potentially what a a financial uh, analyst uh, was in my DM saying that they could potentially 
by doing this, create a tax shelter for their assets. The question I would have then is like at this point, really what assets do they have? Because that house would have to be leveraged to the hilt. You know, they, they live a very big showy lifestyle or at least for social media, they try to still live that way. So I would wonder what assets you would really, really have to protect. But then to go back to your December blind, is if that's an open relationship, the one thing we're, we're missing here, Demois, is that we're missing that little thing of he strayed from the relationship, she strayed from the relationship. You have the open, um, the open marriage blind, but we don't have any more specifics this week. So the the one thing you can point to is the IRS thing, but even that is a little hazy for me because I don't see how it would protect um, assets that you actually don't have anymore. I totally agree. I think people are just trying to make sense of it because um, to your point, they did seem like a, a very united couple. They seemed very much in love. So I think it's confusing for people. So I think they're using the IRS situation as a way to explain this sudden announcement. Like you just said, I haven't received any you know, um, submissions or any information in my DMs about the situation further. I received one and it just said that Raquel Levis might be you know, might be involved in some, <laughs> some small way. I don't, I hate to put that out oh, there. I God. hate to even I, wait, do are it. You, are you being serious? Are you making a No, joke? God. No, I am totally joking. No, Demo, I'm oh totally, God. totally joking. I believe oh my you God. for like once. Could you imagine if she starts no. traveling to do this? I have no <laughs> idea. Like who knows? I mean, no, who knows no, at this point? total fake. Um, okay. The next small housewives um, update I have is somebody sent me a message they said hi um, I met Seth Marks Meredith Marks husband tonight he was so slimy we love Meredith <laughs> <laughs> we love Meredith and he told my friend and I they were separated he tried to buy us drinks and was very flirty with my friend something for you to know if you're hearing more about him I am not hearing anything about him. I rarely post about the um, Salt Lake City housewives. So I had to ask you, I said, is this, was this even announced? And you had well, said. No, not. Well, what date did you get that on? May I ask? This week. Okay. So April 28th, Meredith Marks did a very loving birthday post to her husband, Seth Marks. Now, Seth has always been, you know, no offense, Meredith, if you're listening, a little like, hey, what's going on? I'm in Canton, Ohio. He kind of speaks with this very positive uh, accent, but he's also very, slimy is a very good word. Um, I, I would be scared that he's going around telling people that he's separated and he's actually not. The first season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, they did deal with their marriage that was at that time falling apart and they were talking about separating. Of course, there was like a famous quote of Meredith has bleeped half of New York. Um, yes, I, I remember yeah. that. So there was a time where they were separated, but then on the second and third season, they had, you know, allegedly repaired that relationship. And this past season, they did all of their scenes together and it looked very, I mean, it, it, it looked weird, but it, you know, they're both kind of weird individuals in certain ways. So I didn't, you know, I'm like, okay, good. She said she was very happy that she didn't give up on the relationship. So if they are separated, that's very interesting. And they are filming right now. So if that is happening, that would be a very interesting storyline, but that aspect of it has not leaked at all. In fact, the, the only Salt Lake news we got so far was that yesterday, supposedly Whitney is feuding with Lisa Barlow all of a sudden because Lisa Barlow mended relationships with uh, Heather Gay. Got you. Well, thank you for um, filling me in. <laughs> filling me in. Um, and thank you, for, thank you for, no, thank you for letting me know. I had no idea when that person sent that in, if that was like, you know, 
public information or if they were sending in something that nobody knew. So thank you for clearing that up. Um, wait, wait, Dumond, real quick, quick though, just because like, you know, how you were saying you got that blind in December, you always get these things that kind of pay off or are shown to be true months later. So I find this one something that should really be flagged because four months from now or whenever Salt Lake City premieres, we might actually, this this blind here might really come more to light. I feel like it's interesting. Like you have all of these things that pay off four to six months down the line. Yes, that does actually happen a lot. And it happens specifically with reality television, but it also happens with, you know, other celebrities as well. I find that information that I received sometimes up to a year prior um, is relevant you know, a year later, you know, I'm always searching through my DMs and my screenshots looking for tips that people have sent. Um, you know. Do you have like an Excel spreadsheet at this point? <laughs> like I, the massive I database don't. of Excel spreadsheets? I don't, but I just realized that you could search. I think we had this conversation. You could search keywords in your DMs. Did we have this conversation? I had it with another You mentioned creator. that, but then I don't think I have that feature yet. I'm at a no, measly 70,000. I don't Really? I can't. It's a search bar. It's just a search bar on top of your DMs. So I could type in the word Ryan and No, don't ev- do it. <laughs> and every message that anyone has ever sent me with the word Ryan in it will come up. And this realization has made my life so much easier and it almost makes me feel so stupid that I didn't realize it sooner um but yeah so try it Ryan you might have I'm, I'm sure you have it it's just a search it's just a search okay. bar I'll try um it. okay so let's move on to Taylor Swift uh news broke last week that her and Maddie Healy were dating um someone sent me a message with a picture of an engagement ring. Okay, this has nothing to do with Maddie. I, I'm saying this in a totally... <laughs> like, wait, what? Wait, wait. Stop. Talk very slowly at this point. <laughs> oh, this is like totally... I don't know. I totally... That intro was so fucked up. Okay, let me backtrack. First of all, let me... First of all, let me say, from this moment forward, everything I'm about to talk about on this podcast, I just want to remind everyone that um, these sources are anonymous to you guys. They're not anonymous to me. They're not anonymous people sending in information. Um, I wouldn't repeat it on the podcast if I didn't you know, believe that some of what they're saying could be true. I feel like I have to give that disclaimer because I think a lot of people just think that I get you know, literally tips from faceless, anonymous people, and that's not the case. Um, they're just anonymous to the audience. As a listener, uh, may I ask, uh, that it, it, you know, if you would reveal the celebrity that gave you this information in the first place, you said it was a celebrity, the initial Matt Healy, Taylor Swift. I can't because I don't want to be- betray their trust, but I guess I could tell you guys that they're an award winner. Like they've won an award, like, and I'll say like Tony, Emmy, um, Golden Globe, Oscar, they're an award winning celebrity. Okay, so not like just like a participation award at their high school, like an actual award. No, I wouldn't use the word celebrity if (laughs) I didn't, if I didn't think that they were actually (laughs) a celebrity. So as far as Taylor and Maddie, I feel like it's already out there that they're together. He was at her show. I received a message this weekend that I first shared with my Instagram subscribers. If you guys don't know what that is. I have a subscription button on my Instagram account now. You could subscribe for $2.99 a month. Um, and it's just extra information. Or it's also like information that 
the subscribers will receive before anyone else. So I posted this message to subscribers, but I received it this weekend. Um, somebody said, a friend of mine lives in Taylor's building and saw Maddie Healy leaving the penthouse with her security this morning. And I emailed this person back because they did give me their real email. And I said, are you serious? And they said, yes, about two hours ago. My friend lives in the same apartment building where Taylor owns the penthouse. My friend was waiting for us to pick her up and saw the elevator go to the penthouse floor. So my friend hung back, hoping it was Taylor coming down, and instead it was Maddie Healy leaving with some security. So he had a sleepover. He had a sleepover. <laughs> yes, he's in a, he, they're adults. They can have sleepover. They can have slumber parties. I know. Well, I feel like I need to, you know, I need to make that clear because I think that a lot of uh, Swifties are in denial. Well, listen, I mean, this is a very, di I mean, this is kind of like, I guess, the current bad boy of alternative rock. I mean, and a lot of the thing, I am even curious uh, as a uh, Swifty myself of like, how does she, I don't know, just all of the things that he said over the years in terms of, you know, uh, you know, ethnicities and religion and, and things like that. So it's really exciting, though, to think, you know, this is just a perfect pop culture story because it, but also the other thing is I watched so many videos of him watching her concerts. Like, I think he went to all of the Nashville shows and everybody was just pointing the camera of him watching the show. And he looked so enthralled like he like he looked like he was really getting off on being there and uh, you know like it was very interesting to see and I'm curious to see how any of this pans out because she spent so long with Joe who really didn't who really wanted to stay away from any kind of publicity and here's a guy that I think likes to run towards publicity I think that's that's exciting to her I think maybe she was sick of hiding to be honest could this just be like a, a month, two month kind of fling? I mean, she's on a world tour right now. They're still touring with the 1975. A lot of people have those kind of like situationships that, that come and go. Could this just be Taylor having fun? Or is everybody already assuming that this is going to be very, very deep? You know, you had those hidden code messages in both of their concerts where they said, you know, whispered, I love you to the, the video. And then Jack Antonoff supposedly set them up there. I mean, is this more than just a situation ship? Well, funny you should ask that, Ryan. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I was having a conversation um, this morning via text with someone and they sent me this message that I would like to share with everyone. Um, they say that a source close to the situation says Taylor is interestingly reverting to some of her 1989 post-Calvin Harris ways. The supermodel posse members are coming back into the mix, including Gigi, and Taylor's being wilder and freer than she has since meeting Joe. Um, this source says Maddie is partially just her sowing some wild oats which I suppose makes sense after six years locked down. <laughs> I'm not going to say what this person <laughs> called Joe. Years locked down. I was like, I was like, is that the pandemic? I'm like, no, that's no, Joe. Wait, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, wait, I'm going to say what this person called Joe, but it's mean and I don't like to be mean, um, which I suppose makes sense after six years locked down with Eeyore. <laughs> um, this person says, quote, Maddie isn't end game for her. There will be others in the coming year, I am sure. So she's just having fun. 
I love I love how it's spoken about as like it's not Taylor's end game. Like I love that she intricately plans out her album and tour releases, but also her hookups. She's like, this is not in game. I've got a lot more, I've got a lot more like wild oats to sow in this next year. And hell, I'm 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 down for it. But it was hysterical watching that video of Gigi next to Matt Healy. Like, you know, it was it was just like he was like just staring up at the stage with doe eyes and she's like bopping around and dancing. And I don't know, something about it just, it really, it tickled me. I thought it was actually very sweet. Somehow I got on the side of Swift Talk on TikTok. And oh, me too. now my feed, I, I don't even know how it happened. Now my feed is all Taylor Swift old interviews and um, clips from Maddie Healy's like shows. Like yes. I, I don't even know when because I'm not a 1975 fan. Um, but that's literally my whole feed. And I was like, you know, I love this information, but like, I don't need to see one after another TikTok. It was like, literally like Taylor, Maddie, Taylor, Maddie. I was like, is TikTok like doing this on purpose? Like, that's like what I honestly oh, thought for one minute. I'm barely on TikTok. And somebody sent me a video of the Taylor Swift show in Nashville on Friday night. And there was like security guard, like a, a cute dude that kind of looked like Ryan Reynolds. He was a security guard right next to the stage Taylor was performing at. And she was performing the song and he knew every word to that song. And he wouldn't turn around to look at her, even though she was like 30 feet away from him. And everybody got video. I posted it on TikTok. It got like 1.3 million views. That's how much TikTok pushes out that Taylor Swift content. It's it's insane. But it was so pure this video. Um yeah, it is. I mean, you know, good for Swifties because they get, yeah. you know, t all Taylor all the time. Uh, someone else sent me a message this week with a picture of an engagement ring. Um and they said that they finally found a picture that very closely resembles the recent now ex fiance ring that is nevermore. Um, and if you guys want me to post the ring, it's not the exact ring. Uh, they said it very closely resembles. I'll post the picture, but it's pear-shaped. It's gold. It has some baguettes on the side. So I sent this information um, to the person who had given me all the information about their marriage ceremony that people keep giving me shit about. They keep telling me I'm <laughs> lying. <laughs> they keep telling me I'm lying. They keep telling me I'm making it up. Well, I am like quadrupling down on this story that there was a ceremony. I asked this person about the ring um, and they said that Joe and Taylor continued to refer to themselves as engaged to most people because yes, they were never legally wed but she absolutely referred to him as her husband frequently to a lot of people. Seems like they may have used the terms interchangeably, and I assume the ring is the same one she accidentally flashed for a nanosecond in her documentary. Um, so there was a ring. Apparently, I didn't watch her documentary, but she flashed a ring. I'm sure the Swifties will know what I'm referring to. It's just, leg I mean, she she's at legendary status. I mean, even just all of these, like, was she married? Wasn't she married? Wasn't like, you know, going on to Matt Healy. Like, this is what creates a legend. I mean, she already was one, but she keeps doing things in this really interesting way that is like such a stranglehold on all of pop culture at this moment. Like, I almost was relieved when you said the book on July 9th isn't hers because I was like, wow. So like, there's going to be nothing but Taylor this summer. Yeah, and I think, you know, people gave me a lot of shit for saying she was married because they didn't understand how a marriage would end in a breakup, which lends me to think, like, 
do they never hear divorce? Like, are these people whose parents no, were never divorced? No, like, well, I don't that's what's so fascinating. When we talk about celebrities, even reality shows, like I have to deal with this with Vanderpump right now, is that people seem to not be able to put themselves in uh, celebrities' you know, situations because they think they are so different and so unique sometimes or even worse than them that they can't possibly imagine that they would be going through a similar thing that they have went through. It's really interesting. It's like they can divorce themselves completely from these being real people that actually go through heartache, that fall in love really quickly, that have a string of relationships when in their own lives, they do the exact same behavior. So, but it, it just, they completely can't make that connection. It's, it's actually wild. You're right. They yeah. can't because, and if you, if you use Taylor and Joe as an example, they were together for six years. I said that this ceremony happened around 2020, 2021. So that brings us to like three years. So there's plenty of marriages and plenty of long-term relationships and plenty of engagements that have ended in that time period. So why couldn't she be one of those people that that happened to exactly what you said? It doesn't, I don't understand like why it's so hard for people to understand. Well, I think their lives are so big that it's it they would assume that like, oh my gosh, they would have to have it so much better than than we do. We, they would have to have so you know, they couldn't just do the normal things that we do. Like if if she got married, it would have to be forever because you know, she writes so eloquently about love and sings all of this, you know, but even like, look at the Kardashians, they have the same issues. Like, you know, men usually seem to be the biggest problems in any of the Kardashians lives. And I think, you know, me included, I sometimes have like, wow, they have all of that money, yet they still go through the same issues, cheating, divorce, you know, all of these things that, that we all do. And I, it's just, people can't accept that. Yeah. You know, being on the side of Swift talk for 24 hours, actually, <laughs> actually reinforced to me that of course she had a marriage ceremony during quarantine. She romanticizes every yes. part of her life. She is seems like a hopeless romantic. So of course, during quarantine, while she was holed up in the UK, why wouldn't she have a quaint, very private commitment ceremony of sorts at a cottage, you know, in the countryside of the UK? That's totally something she would do. Yes, for that era of Taylor, especially that yes. you could see that you could see it film wise, you could see it in her lyrics, and like the way she expresses herself is, you know, really kind of beautiful in a sense. So it, it really fits in with everything. I mean, I was on Swift TikTok last night too, and I came across some like Jack Antonoff and her interview in like the backyard of one of her places, and they were just the depth that they were talking about the lyrics and the depth that they were talking. Of course, she would do this. And by the way, just because. You know, and she wasn't lying. I'm sure at that moment she fully committed to this dude. But like a lot of us, things change over time. Time changes us. I agree. So anyone who doesn't believe the whole ceremony thing, you're not a real Swifty. What if Maddie Healy makes a breakup album after the Taylor thing goes south? Does he write songs like that? I'm not, I'm not... Aware oh, you, of I mean, the 90s, I mean, he, he was like kind of pop alternative rock, you know, but there's a lot of stuff about love in there. Not, uh, I don't think it's nearly on the level of, of Taylor, but it would be interesting to hear a breakup album from him entirely. Well, I'm calling it right now. She is going to break up with him and she's going to break his heart. That's how this is ending. She's okay, going to well, have her fun and then it's going to be over. Okay. So if I subscribe to your Instagram thing, will I know first when that happens? Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for are? sure, weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on. Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. <laughs> over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting room. That sounds amazing, especially for parents not having to... Yeah. Leave home. Or people that work. Yeah. Having to get that appointment. How convenient. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year, like I said, with healthy lifestyle changes. It's important to note that you do have to pair both. Um, BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash do. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash D-E-U-X. Let's talk about the book that you keep um, referencing. There was an announcement for a book. It is going to be on sale July 9th. The official book announcement is June 13th. This is classified as a biography and autobiography. Um, it's described as a fun celebratory memoir for a younger millennial and Gen Z audience with global appeal. It will have massive publicity. Um, th this book is being compared to uh, Matthew Perry's memoir and Spare by Prince Harry. Um, I have to say, I'll, I'll just say it, even though I'm scared of their fan base, I heard it was BTS. That's who I heard it was about. Because it, it didn't it say it was like 574 pages? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be really long. I think there's like photographs in it. That's why um, the retail value of $45 would make sense. You know, a hardcover memoir is not going to be $45 usually. I think it's less than that. Um, I know mine and with a group, with a group like that, you could give like each member, you know, their section... And then, you know, so 574 pages would actually make sense. And you said it wasn't one direct one direction. So that would be one of my other guesses. We know it's not Britney Spears. So yeah, BTS is probably, especially if you said worldwide, who's more worldwide than BTS? Exactly. Uh, speaking of Britney Spears, thank you for all of your like lovely segues today. We didn't even like talk about everything we're going to be talking about. And you're giving me the best segues. I'm just, no, by the way, guys, uh, th those listening, I'm like a kid in a candy store when I talk to Demois. This is this is like this is ground zero for pop culture. Oh, my God. Thank you, Ryan. You don't have to be nice about me on my own podcast. I feel like yeah. that's a little. <laughs> hey, just get to the next story. Doug. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> chop, chop. Time is money. Let's go. <laughs> 
Um, okay, speaking of Britney Spears' book, um, I heard that there were no cease and desist letters sent to A-listers. That headline was just a stall tactic put out there by the publisher because the book will not be released this fall. It's not ready. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an obvious thing, you know, and, and, and by the way, I think her true fans would not want to rush anything like this, especially if she was not ready. But yeah, if the, if the season desist thing were true, at this point, we would probably even have a photograph of the first page or one of the pages of the season desist, just how pop culture works nowadays. And uh, yeah, I don't think this would be ready. I'm sure there's multiple drafts of this, of, you know, people that have helped her with. Um, yeah, and I, I just don't also think that they would want to release it any time uh, until she would be able to do promotion for it. Correct. Um, this person tells me the truth is the book is a mess. Her ghostwriter was horrified. And the publisher is just trying to cover their ass for why this book likely won't see the light of day anytime soon, if ever. Now, I also need to say, like, don't come at me. You know, Britney Spears is my Taylor Swift. So I am the biggest Britney Spears fan. I have been since day one. And I see, like, all these accounts on Twitter, um, specifically, you know, these fan accounts. And I'm like, do you even know? Like, do you even know? Like, were you even born when Baby One More Time came out? Probably not. And, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, that makes me more of a fan than them. But where were you on the day Crossroads got released? Where <laughs> yeah, exactly. were you? Exactly. I was in the theaters. Exactly. Did you go to the vintage store at the Lower East Side that Britney Spears used to shop at all the time? I don't think so. I did. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a huge Britney Spears fan. I, I think I've said that, but I don't think people like actually realize like she's my tailor. So I wouldn't say anything, you know, to be mean or anything to be harmful towards her. I'm just saying this is what I think is happening. I just, I don't think the book is done in any sense of the word. Well, that's just the, the, the sucky thing about this too, is that when commerce becomes involved, all of a sudden you have to have a date on things. And sometimes you can't rush art. And of course, we've seen all of the issues that Britney has gone through. So any of her fans even trying to rush that would just be, you know, because you know she has a great book in her when she is ready to do that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, when contracts and all that come in, you know, to, to play, then it becomes a whole different story. But you don't want to rush anything. You don't want to make it like one of those Bravo autobiographies where a reality star that's been on three seasons writes their story. Like, you want it to actually be special. But it also even, just like you said, comparing it to Taylor, that's why I think we're even more fascinated because we see when you have this kind of spotlight on you, you know, your mental health becomes so fragile when this many people want a piece of you. And that's why it's like all the more wild to watch Taylor kind of like really step up to all of this and become bigger and bigger. And I just hope that Britney can get to a place where we could see a book one day because the story she has to have and the feelings she's, you know, the, the situation she's been through, I would love to have a really great book from her because she has it in her. Oh, I agree with you 100%. And you know, I do want to clarify because someone on Twitter was like, you said that nothing's been written. I do think that she has herself probably, you know, wrote down some thoughts. We see it on her Instagram. Yeah, I mean, do you know on. what I yeah, mean? Like, we see her a, if working. you want to just compile the Instagram captions, you got a book right there. Exactly. So, you know, I do think that she has thoughts written down and there's things that she wants to say. I just don't think that it's in the form 
of a book yet. That's that's what I that's what I was told. That's what I believe. Um, and you know, I don't. I'm not, like again. I feel like I need to say this. I'm not saying this in like a mean way or anything mean about her. But what are you her. saying that's mean? Just that it would be delayed. I don't know. I don't, people, I don't understand what yeah, would be the mean part. Yeah, people take everything. Are you kidding me? Everything that I say that they don't like, they turn it. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but have you gotten like, I mean, I'm assuming too, when you have a a star of that nature that is so big, I'm sure she's also, you know, worked with many ghostwriters who she's talked and fleshed out the book as well. So I would imagine some of the bones are there and some of the stories are there. Have you heard anything in terms of anybody that she's working with to get this book out? I mean, I know she's working with writers. I don't have names. I don't no, know. no, I didn't mean names, but it's just like, I would imagine there is work done on this, but it probably is a stop-start kind of thing. And with Brittany, it seems like a lot of it would be when, you know, how she is feeling at the time. Yeah, I don't have that information. Anything that I just said in relation to, like, what is written, that is just what I'm inferring. I don't have any specific information of um, where they are in the writing process. Okay, so yesterday somebody sent in a question in the Q&A asking about Chris Evans and Alba Baptista being engaged because they noticed that a wedding planner had followed Alba or vice versa. I think maybe Alba followed a wedding planner. I'm not exactly sure. Um, So I posted it and somebody responded saying, anonymous please, but they are engaged and they're getting married. What? I just... No, I'm just hearing all the sounds of all the girls and guys' hearts breaking right now as you said that. I was like, oof, this is going to be a hard day for a lot of people. It's going to be okay, you guys. It'll be okay. Um, Okay, they say, anonymous, please, but they are engaged and getting married this fall in Boston. Um, This person says they got engaged in the house that they are building together. It was very cute and romantic. Um, Her friend helped Chris pick out the ring. She didn't really like it at first. (laughs) She wanted something vintage and with meaning and he got her a big rock. Gross. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Um, So this is what this person is reporting. Now, cut to everyone sending me pictures of, you know, Alba's empty hand with no ring on it. You guys, she's not going to wear it in public if it's not announced yet. Okay? So save yourselves. I do think it's true. I think they're engaged. I said it last. I said it last year, the beginning of this year. Um, yeah. I think it's very likely that they're engaged. I mean, yeah, especially. I mean, I, I would imagine Chris at this point in not his career, but also his life. You know, he is ready, like you know, to settle down. But I know you don't know this information. But um, could you uh, could you speak to uh, when celebrities do this, why they wait to announce to the public? That's a really good question. I think that. Celebrities like Taylor and Chris Evans is right up there who are super, super private. They just don't want the information out there. I mean, fan speculation, fan harassment. You see what goes on on social media. So they can almost, it's kind of like this time they can actually enjoy for themselves before they have the media spotlight thrown on it. Exactly. I mean, someone like Chris Evans is not like a J-Lo. Do you know what I mean? Like totally, J- yeah. J-Lo revels, I feel like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> revels in the attention. Uh, and she can handle it. I feel like she yeah. can handle it. Oh, it's she's part built of her for brand. That. Yeah, yes. she is built for that. Um, you know, Chris Evans is notoriously private. I don't know if he's ever spoken about 
a significant other on the record before, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure his fans can rattle off everything he's ever said about being in a relationship. But I, I, to me, like, you know, he's up there with one of the most private celebrities. And also, I mean, since we don't really expect it, you know, when we don't expect it from somebody, he's not also one of those celebrities. I mean, there is an amazing fervor around him in terms of like world sexiest male, all that stuff. But it's not one of those things where I hear his name, people digging day in, day out. Like with J-Lo, she puts so much out there that people are always kind of talking about her. When Chris Evans is done with the movie cycle, everybody likes Chris Evans. But in my opinion, we don't talk about him on a daily basis in between projects. I mean, some of you women will disagree, but that's what I just see from online. I think his fans do on, you know, like Tumblr and Lipstick Alley and like Twitter. I think they're probably always talking about him, but I, I know what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, like, in the, whole, mail, the Daily Mail TMZ sense, yes, you know? Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Um, so we'll see. I mean, they're saying, I'm not going to say the exact month. They actually gave me the exact month and around the exact date. Um, I'm not going to say that because... Wow, a Christmas wedding. That's crazy. <laughs> we'll keep that private. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if more information comes out. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Two Doors Cinema Club, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. I'm curious if you caught this past week the... Um, Isaiah Washington post. Oh, God. What a what an interesting gentleman. Uh, I mean, had it all. Had it all. Like, you know, could have. Oh, wow. Uh, and let me read it for anyone who's who's missed it. Isaiah Washington. I think he went on Facebook. 
I think this is a <laughs> By the way, you know that. You know it's bad when that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah like I'm not 100% sure. Um, but he says, hmm, I wonder if I should tweet about the rampant alcohol and drugs used amongst my fellow cast mates and producers of Grey's Anatomy and all of the swinger parties that took place. I remained clean for three years and declined the after hours hot tub invites because I was convinced I would lose my contract with a urine analysis at any moment and lose my dear wife if I got in that woman's hot tub. I wonder. I felt like the hot tub comment was very pointed towards Eric Dane. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, of course, because there are those, you know, the, the pictures and the stories about Eric Dane, but Isaiah Washington, for you guys that don't know, he was one of the starting cast members of what's turned out to be a 50 year run of Grey's Anatomy. But if you look at why Isaiah Washington got fired in the first place, uh, you know, the slurs that he would say on set, um, allegedly that led to his, uh, being let go from Grey's Anatomy, he's always been a very troubled figure in this so him coming out with this stuff, like nobody doubts that there is, you know, rampant alcoholism sometimes on these sets or or swinger parties. But I would say also, just like we were talking about Taylor, those things happen in real life with real people that have nothing to do with the entertainment arts. But Isaiah Washington himself has always been somewhat of a troublemaker and he spent the last decade, I feel, really kind of. Uh, complaining about how he feels he was unfairly treated. So it's interesting that more and more information as more time goes on, you know, now we're talking, I mean, how long is it? Like 15, 16 years ago when Grey's Anatomy started? Like how long? It's been decades, it feels like. Yes. You know, I get Grey's Anatomy sometimes confused with ER. Yeah, no, I mean, because how long? Yes, I mean, ER, it really is. I mean, ER led into that, but, you know, go and look about his comments of his other cast member, TR Knight. Uh, at the time. Um, but yeah, it, it, this was actually back in 2007, those headlines. I just looked that up. Um, but yeah, this has been 15 or 16 years. I always worry when celebrities start like dredging up the past, if this was such uh, an issue for you at the time, especially when he was going through all of the things he was in the media, why that didn't get brought up more at the time. And and in a lot of ways, like I believe a year and a half ago or two years ago, he said he was retiring from acting. He's had a string of what I feel to be like very troubling uh, posts. So this did not surprise me at all. And you always have to look at the person saying the the, the, the thing. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't doubt that there is wild things when you're a very successful actor or artist, but sometimes you got to look at who's who's saying it. Well, people responded to that post um, to me in the DMs, and I'll read you what somebody said. Um, they said they know someone who worked on the show. Um, they're alleging that Ellen Pompeo was unfaithful to her husband more frequently than faithful and a major, major biatch, like screaming at people <laughs> who worked on <laughs> like screaming at people who worked on set because they got her lunch order wrong. Um, I'm begging this man to spill the tea. So and people are dying for now for him to follow up on that comment with specifics, I'm assuming. Well, I mean, the, you know, this show has been going on for so many seasons. He was only a part of, I believe, the first four seasons or five. You know, and the Alan Pompeo thing, she was not married at the time. She was with her long-term partner, but they got married during the series run. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard unkind things about how on Ellen Pompeo treats people on set. I mean, you know, she is, I think, the highest paid dramatic actor on television and has been with that show since day one. Um, and I think finally is starting to step away. But she is the executive producer of that show. 
Um, and, and, and we've seen many things about Ellen Pompeo. Like, you know, I think on her podcast, she said some wild things. Like, I don't doubt you get to such an elevated state because you have so many people you know, just kowtowing to every one of your needs and demands. And I've been around a lot of actors. They can be difficult. They really think they have the weight of the artistic world on their shoulders. And it can sometimes, from an outsider, be really, really silly to watch. And it can be really mean and hurtful to just standard people. So that kind of part, I don't doubt. Um, but they always say it's like, well, there's so much pressure on her, you know? Yeah, it's funny you... Um zoned in on her because it got me thinking. So I started searching in my search bar that I was telling you about earlier, um, Grey's Anatomy. And this person says about Ellen, I've heard from multiple peeps, actors, production, and writers that she's the worst on set and in real life. Sounds a lot like don't look at me Dempsey makes sense why they never really got along. So this person is calling Patrick, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Don't look at me because, um, he has been, I guess, named as someone who doesn't like to be looked at in the eyes. If you guys have been following the account for a long time, you'll know from time to time I'll post about celebrities who don't who don't like being looked at in the eyes, which is so crazy <laughs> if you think about it. Um, so that's what that person is referring to. Um, this person also alleges that Ellen tried to get him to work together on contract negotiations, him being Patrick, um, but he never would. She found out Patrick was being paid significantly more than she was. She was an unknown at the beginning, and Patrick was not a huge name, but a name. Uh, towards the end, Patrick and Shonda were not getting along. He wanted to control his schedule and material. They let him out of his contract a year early, and when Ellen caught wind, she went in and leveraged a massive pay increase. With Mick Dreamy gone, they couldn't lose Ellen and continue Grey's Anatomy. With that contract increase, they had to knock out some day players. The two who suffered from her raise were Jessica Capshaw and Sarah Drew. I can't imagine what that did to the energy on set. Yeah, that must have been horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, totally. I mean, that's why, you know, uh, Grey's Anatomy, you also have to realize, was one of the last juggernaut TV shows of actual network television. And I know there's hits on network television still, but in terms of, like, how many eyes were on that show in the beginning, and still to this day, because it was before the onslaught and the invention of streaming. So Grey's Anatomy, you know, it really was this, like, little engine that could, that it came out of nowhere and just immediately hit. But, like, to compare it to, like, the Friends cast, they had favored nations uh Contracts where they all said we all make the same we all neg negotiate as a group and that's like it is really potentially annoying to somebody like Ellen to find out Patrick Dempsey was negotiating himself for himself and not thinking about the greater good of his fellow castmates I agree I would be pissed if I were her too uh, I found a, a message about the whole Patrick Dempsey don't look at me um, somebody says, this is totally a thing. I was a makeup artist on Grey's Anatomy for a minute and Patrick Dempsey was such a dick. He literally ordered all staff and extras to not only not look at him or make eye contact, but also you were supposed to walk on the opposite side of him. <laughs> like, are you kidding? I never Wait, this was a, this was a makeup artist? Yes. Um, they said, 
uh, are you kidding? I never followed the rules and always said hello because I'm a nice person and a rebel like that. I mean, you should uh, say hello. But a rebel? <laughs> I, was, I was rebellious at work today and said hello to somebody. <laughs> uh, so I, love, I love that she was a makeup artist and potentially it would be great if Patrick Dempsey's makeup was horrible on that show because they couldn't look directly at him. You know, it was just all like smudges and stuff. Yeah, they had, they had to like close their, their eyes. eyes. Yeah, like while they were doing Wait, it. Wait, who was... Who is the um uh the talk show the the comedian talk show host that had the same thing uh, um his his daughter uh used to date Michael B Jordan um mustache Steve Harvey oh, Steve Harvey Steve yeah. Harvey remember he put that note out to his staff at his talk show where it was like I am too busy I will not have conversations it, you know that takes time away from me you know and it it made sense but it was just such a rude letter of not you know please don't acknowledge me I do not have time to acknowledge you. Do not do this. And it was like a staff-wide email. I do remember that. But you know what? At least he was upfront about it. Sure. But it is one of those things of like, <laughs> man, come on. We're all just trying to live a life here. Also on Grey's Anatomy, I was just looking. Jesse Williams most recently on that show a couple of years ago had that situation with his ex-wife. And that all went down under the Grey's Anatomy umbrella as well. Oh, and also Justin Chambers had some yeah. issues. Yeah. What's He'd up with that there from show, season man? One. Yeah. Well, but but when when a show goes that long, you're of right. course you're going. And also, I just when you do have that kind of level of success, and all of a sudden are getting paid a really really decent wage, it's got to change you. Like, there's just no way it doesn't change you. It wouldn't change me, Ryan. No, I, I, I well, I know, I know you. Of course, it wouldn't change you. But of me, I'm I'm looking to change. By the way, please. <laughs> You want you want to tell people not to look you in the eye. Oh my god! You want I, to get to that level? I don't. I don't even want to look at myself. Are you kidding me? Like... <laughs> um. Okay. I have a potential new couple announcement. Um. I, I don't know what to think of this, guys. I I don't know. This person has some pretty um, compelling evidence. Uh, let me start by saying I wrote a blind item last week and it said uh, this A-list reality star was spotted touring properties in this warm locale. The thing is she was using a certain newly single A-list athlete's golf cart as her mode of transportation. Just friends or maybe more. Um, I wrote that myself. It was <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> wow. You're really doing good. <laughs> oh god. Um, uh <laughs> It was about Kim and Tom Brady. So it was pretty easy to figure out. I mean, you know. Is this Palm I feel Springs? Like, uh, no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I think people could figure out where it is, but I don't really like to give the location yeah. of celebrities' vacation homes. But it's so easy to figure out. Um, I think it's also probably a gated community. So basically, you know, I made this really easy for people to figure out. And somebody sent me a article that Tom Brady actually donated his golf cart to the island, which was probably why she was oh, I know she was using that. it. Simultaneously, if you guys listened to last week's episode, I had mentioned that I had heard something was potentially going on between Kim and Usher. Yeah, I mean, she went and saw two weekends in a row, his concert in Vegas. Right, um, but people were quick to point out because I had made a subscriber-exclusive video of that clip, um, they were quick to point out that he has a long-term girlfriend. So I asked around what people knew about that, and um, you know, someone had told me that 
the girlfriend is more into the relationship than him. So, shocking. right, exactly, shocking. So I didn't know what to think until I got this this message. I was like, okay, she's not with Usher. She's okay. driving Tom Brady's, you know, golf cart, but he donated it. Like, all right, tell me your thoughts. No, I mean, just like, just thinking like right off the top, I would just imagine like how that would come to pass and we have not gotten any kind of photo of that or even just the initial meeting. Like, of course, you would have football games or something or just... I mean, really, that would throw me for a loop. I mean, they're both juggernauts in terms of their their professions, and they're both wealthy. Um, but it would be really a, a left turn in some ways for Kim. I think for I, I, I mean, it would make sense in terms of like legendary status, I guess. But it doesn't add up in any of the other boxes that you would tick. Um, and also we just, you know, the Met Gala would have been a perfect time for Tom Brady to have been there, not with Kim, but just to have been there. So people could have started putting these pieces together because if anything with the Kardashians, they are going to leave you breadcrumbs. But Giselle was there. So maybe he didn't want to be there because just his ex-wife was there. I mean, you know I mean, yeah, I mean, possibly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was her kind of big return in some ways. So, yeah, yeah. he might not have wanted to step on her toes and make that awkward. I mean, do you do, does this feel solid to you? Well, let me read you the message I received and, and you could tell me what you think. And um, the audience can tell me what they think. I don't know, honestly, like, why not? You know, like, why? Why wouldn't they get together? Tom is like newly single, by the way. So Kim wouldn't be at any of his games like this is all new information. I, I you know what I mean? Like, I would say this is like a couple months, couple months old. If, if anything, this information, if it's true. So this person told me they had read the blind item. They realized who it was about. Um, they told me that they had heard. Now, I'm going to have to cut out some pertinent information. So bear with me for a second. Um, that Tom and Kim were in touch because Kim is looking to buy property in this area where Tom has a vacation home. And... This person alleges that they're just friends, but then they say they're having fun, okay? And then this person, <laughs> this is so convoluted. It's another I'm, Matt Healy. <laughs> I'm going to be retelling this in a convoluted manner because I have to leave out, like, who the source is, okay? Um, so this person asked Tom if he liked Kim, and Tom put his hands out, like, maybe... And Tom said that they have a lot in common and she's a really admirable person. And Chris Jenner sent you this. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> don't start with that. Um, this person also mentioned that they thought that the Reese thing was true and they asked Tom about it. And Tom said, no, he knew her and he had met her, but she is very high maintenance. And he's, <laughs> he said she's nice, but she's not his type. Just to recap this very convoluted retelling of this message, um, this person is saying that Tom and Kim are friendly. And when this person found out that Tom and Kim were friendly, they asked Tom if anything was going on there. And Tom said they were friends and just having fun. Does that I mean, does that make sense, Ryan? Does it does. It does make okay. sense, but also I, it, I can't it, say like who. No, I I know what, who you're talking about, but it makes sense that 
you know, also I think with guys too, and especially probably at that level, if somebody's like, yeah, we're friends, like, could anything happen? Like, I don't know, maybe. Like, I think like Tom Brady would be like, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I would think that you can sometimes like, as a guy, like say things like that. I'm like, yeah, who knows? And not be, and not think that it is, you know, like who knows what the future holds kind of a thing potentially, if that makes sense. Whereas if it came... Yeah, let's do a dramatic interpretation of yeah. the message because yes. I, I filled you in a little bit more um, on yeah. air. Okay, so you be the source and I'll be okay. Tom. Um, hey, real quick, um, what uh, what's going on with you and uh, Kimothy Kardashian? Did you just call her Kimothy Kardashian? Yeah, Kimothy Kardashian. Um, is any is the sparks flying at all? Oh, we're just friends. We're having fun. Tom, your voice went high on that. No, that kind of is a tell right there. Are you saying that you're actually da- so? Like, what does fun mean, though, Tom? Like, what does that mean? Are you going bowling? Like, are you just, are you talking on the phone at all? Yeah, we're in touch. She um, helped me with something. Wow. Um. Well, I that's think you true. Guys Wait, would be that's great true. Together. By the way, that's part of the message. She did help yes. him with something. So that yeah. is that is true. I didn't I didn't ad lib that. Um, yeah. So yeah, she helped me with something. Wow, that's uh well if you need any love advice, and I know you're not looking, but if it does heat up, please, I am always here to offer any kind of advice. You're both great people. Um, and I would just I would just advise take it slow. All right, yeah. You know, we have a lot in common and she's a really admirable person. What happened with you and Reese Witherspoon? <laughs> <laughs> she's very high maintenance, but she's wow. nice. <laughs> That's not your type, right? She's not my type. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So hopefully that helped explain um, this message I got. And like TBD, I don't know. Do we see them going public? This is the thing that people don't get. There are celebrities conversing every minute of every day that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, that know each yeah. other. So the fact that Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady are potentially texting or friends, that does not surprise me whatsoever. Hollywood is very small. Yeah. And by the way, Kim, I mean, Kim will DM like, you know, like, you know, Kim DMs a lot of celebrities and even texts a lot of celebrities that we never hear about. But then you'll hear bring it up later in conversation or it'll be referred to on the show. So it's not shocking that two huge celebrities would be in contact because there's only a certain amount of people that is going to understand at that tax bracket what you potentially are going through, what you could be purchasing. There's so many like the charity work you do. The only thing that like kind of. I hesitate to believe, though, is I will say with that family, they usually don't love secrets. Like even when they're secrets, they still leave a little bit of a are they, aren't they? There is that point in a Kardashian-Jenner relationship where they'll throw it out there, whether it be, you know, the Bad Buddy and Kendall, what that's gotten into, or the Kylie Timothy. You know, there are these things get thrown out at a certain point they don't, when it becomes romance, I think, or the potential of romance, we usually start getting more wind, you know, we start getting more breadcrumbs from that stuff. So if this is truly happening and there is potential for this, and this is the first time we've heard of this, I would be a little shocked and I would expect to start hearing a lot more um, very soon. Well, I will say that I got the message about her using his golf cart just last week. So... Like I said before, like it could be very new. Like by the time I hear about something, I would say in the past, if I have to go by like past submissions and past tips I received, I I would say it's already like 
one to two months happening in real life. Do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about yeah. this. I'm just saying in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm like one to two months behind, you know, what's actually well, I mean, happening in, in real life. So I, I hate that my mind works this way, but we got the season three of the Kardashians on Hulu coming up in a couple of weeks. Like this would be the perfect time to drop it as a, a kind of uh, pointed in the right direction of the show. And that would usually follow a certain plan that I, you know, sometimes Da Vinci code to think it's actually, you know, that they have these little, you know, like Taylor Swift and her albums, you know, Kardashian sometimes will do this with her romances that lead right. up to an actual event like their show premiere. I don't think this is going to be in their show. And, uh, you know, no, no, not at all. But I'm saying just that attention on it, like in yeah. that article, oh, for you know, sure. I can already write the Us Weekly of like, you know, but you can see all of Kim's happenings from the last year on the season three premiere of the Kardashians on Hulu. You know, it's a great entrance point to advertise the show. Great. And also thank you for driving home um, the rumor that I work for Chris. Now everyone's really going to think that I'm... Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm dropping this to by the, way, the I, by the way, we know, you know, <laughs> I was also, I did get a DM about Tom Brady and Raquel Levis. So that is <laughs> a potential other, th that's why I'm, I'm hesitant to believe the Kim thing. No guys, I, that was a complete joke. That's just me being a smart ass. If you don't listen to my show, I do that all the time. I'm sorry. Um, no, don't be sorry. Keep being a smart ass. You know, but Chris, if you're listening, please uh, put me on that robe uh, list where you send out the robes and stuff. What robe list? Oh, for her like, safety? Yeah, stuff? for her products. Like, send me all the oh, products and oh, stuff. Oh, 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 yeah. And by the way, like, I don't, I don't receive any Kardashian PR. If I was on their payroll, wouldn't I be receiving... Well, like the, you, the you're not going to post a photo of yourself in their stuff, so who knows? You might, you might be I'm lounging not. in skims right now. Listen, I buy skims just like every plebe <laughs> out there. I buy it on the website, Kim, full send price. Me, send me skims, dude. I'll wear it. I don't care if they're for women. I'm ready. Listen, I'm sure skims men is like next. I know. Oh, she, I think she's right? made, I feel like she's made like t-shirts and stuff, but I will say skims, you know, I'm just like really digging my own grave here, but skims is a good product. I, I, I finally saw the Kim Kardashian commercial last night when I was watching television and it was shocking of like Kim, you know, laying on her side, you know, having the thong on and saying like it blends into the skin. And I was like, wow, this is like, I mean, you just forget how huge all of this has become. You know, Skims really is this multi-billion dollar brand now. And it's, it's wild to watch that evolution. There's a Skims commercial. Yeah, I just watched it like it's with Kim. She's lying on her side. She's like wearing the skim and she's like, I used to never wear underwear. That was until skims. And it's like just a, a shot of her with the underwear. And she's That's like, so crazy. It, it fits directly, you know, it form fits on your body. And then she like flips the underwear and it just snaps right back on her buttocks. And it's like, you know, kind of sexy, kind of shows what the product is. And from what I hear from all of my women friends, like that it is such a good product I swear to God, I'm not working for any of them, but you can't argue if it's a good product, it's a good product. I agree. Let's start that rumor, guys. Yeah, shout out Bethany Chris, Frankel. Chris, <laughs> Chris is, uh, <laughs> is paying Ryan to just plug oh my God, could you shit out of scams <laughs> Dude, right now. Watch out, Corey Gamble. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for Chris. <laughs> um, well, Ryan, as always, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm sad this is over. You really, truly made my day. And uh, for all you guys listening, uh, thank you so much. Please be kind. And uh, this is just, uh, pop culture is amazing. Well, I love that. Well, tell everyone where they could find you. Oh, yeah. The show is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. We do 
we do an insane amount of episodes per week, so just pick and choose what you like. We're deep into Scandaball and Vanderpump Rules now, so we have massive episodes about that, but I have a lot of your favorite Bravo celebrities on there, a lot of pop culture. We had a bunch of Taylor Swift stuff this week. Uh, we did a bunch of Met Gala stuff last week because, you know, somebody that primarily shops in Old Navy is the perfect person to walk you through fashion, and it's just a celebration of all of these things that we're told that we should be ashamed of, and we shouldn't because these are amazing things that are worthwhile of our discussion, and and, and our excitement. So it's just a celebration of all of these things that we love that other people don't get. And, uh, you know, we're starting our own army. So do that. We're, we're on YouTube. Uh, we just started that. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey and the Instagram. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. Um, I'm almost at 70,000. So please follow. Cause my mom keeps track of it every day. And I, and she's like, can you get there? She's like, she doesn't believe I can get there. So please follow me over on Instagram as well. Yeah, you guys follow Ryan. That's so cute. Your mom's like... Oh, she... No dude, she'll tell me. She goes, wasn't a good week for the uh, the old gram. She was like, wow, oh those posted... She really like follows this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know, mom. She's like, what do you think it is? And I'm like trying to explain like shadow banning to her. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you guys follow Ryan. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you next time. This has been a production of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week.